0: All right, welcome friends. We have a special episode today. So we have with us Lockie Kerry. Welcome, Lockie.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Um now. We came across to you from, because obviously we're like reading a lot of books and things like that. And we've come across to you as the cover model on some of the books that we've read. But in particular, we spoke with Monica a couple of weeks ago about the Deliver Us from Evil trilogy, where of course you encapsulate Punky on the cover of those, those books, yep. um, which we absolutely love, by the way. Like they are fantastic shots. Like Michelle has done a great job, uh-huh. a great job there. Uh, thank you, no. Did you um, get like a bit of a, I guess, breakdown of what the character was like and what to take those shots? Or how do you get into the role for those types of shots?
1: Yeah, so for Punky with Monica James, it was definitely something different where in this case, Monica had actually printed out a bit of a synopsis on Punky. Um and uh, I think it was a, like an excerpt from part of the book as well, talking about uh, the particular chapter where um, Punky watched his mum. And it's a very grim book and I love it. It was a, the part where um, Punky watched his mum being assaulted by the, um, those two criminals. And I came in to do the shoot with Michelle and we had the idea of we had to do this makeup look and we were going to do it ourselves. So we, we couldn't find a makeup artist for it. So, as I'm sitting there while Michelle prepares the makeup, I was reading what was going in and I'd come in blind. I knew I was shooting like the skull face, but I had no idea what Monica James's writing was like. And I read this, a few of these pages and it blew my mind. Yeah, it was unlike anything one I'd ever read before um, or anything I'd really shot for as well. So, I was really excited to try something different, not only with the look, but I appreciated having Uh, all that writing so I could get into the character a little bit more and help actually bring Punky to life as opposed to a lot of stuff Mm. that I have done before, which was a little bit more detached where we sort of shot and then the images were sold. So I enjoyed having this sort of challenge of trying to bring Punky to life, yeah.
2: I think you definitely did. I, I I said to Monica in that interview as well, it was the one... Generally when you read these books, sometimes the cover model, you'd be like, no, I don't picture them that way at mm. all. Like in my head, they might have, you know, the book might say they're blonde, but in my head everyone is a brunette. But Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've yeah. Up. it was the it's definitely one of the ones where I was like hundred percent that oh. your your image was in my head the whole time. So I think, yeah, you definitely embodied punky for sure.
1: I appreciated it.
2: And I think like, and, and the reason I was
0: asking if you get a brief is because like that, that type of modeling really does involve acting as well. Because like I was saying to Monica, when we were speaking about it, um, you know, I've seen like you do a few lives with Monica and Michelle and whatnot. And you can just tell like, you're a really down to earth, like happy go lucky person. Whereas Punky is obviously complete opposite of that. And, yeah. but when you've, gone in and you've put that makeup on and you've taken those photos you have actually embodied him and so yeah you are actually acting in those particular kind of photos which I thought was amazing
1: yeah it's um definitely yeah definitely something interesting when I was doing the punky shoot because you know generally Michelle and I will go in or when in all kinds of modeling that I do you kind of you pull your blue steel you do a few different poses (laughs) and that's that whereas with with punky when you have a character like that you've got to nail it otherwise again you're going to look at the the cover and it's not quite going to suit particularly with um the trilogy that monica wrote you these characters are so they're such strong characters that i feel in order to get it right the model has to completely understand what they're shooting and i was um yeah we did a very very good job and i'm still you know quite proud of it um but it took a bit of reading um and a bit of work to get into the character but uh, it was difficult to sort of mixing that typical blue steel look with trying to pull off punky at the same time but i enjoyed the challenge so
0: i think like as well one of the lives that i saw you do that really like you know showed the difference between you and punky was you i think you might have been signing books with michelle and monica at the time and michelle was saying to you recreate this photo and you were trying so hard to
2: get
0: into the the mood but you were like just laughing and I was like it's just so so night and day like it's yeah you did a great job
1: yeah I thought yeah it's difficult to take myself uh seriously sometimes and I get (laughs) like friends and stuff that like they're making jokes and they ask me to like to pose or do something silly for them and I just I unless I'm working I cannot take myself seriously with any of that kind of stuff so yeah, I was thrown in the deep end when I started modeling. Um, it wasn't something I ever expected to do. And I always doubted that that was something that I was able to do. So to this day, I still question how it's, you know, something I do for work at the moment. It's, yeah.
2: Yeah. So how long have you, how long have you been modeling? And I guess, how did you get into it?
1: So a bit of an interesting journey. I reckon it was, it would have been 2018. Uh, I just quit my full-time job. I was fresh out of school. I graduated from Year Twelve in uh, 2017. Then I was working at a push bike store, selling you know bicycles to to kids and servicing them as well. And I sold a bike to the manager of a car dealership, and he asked me to come and work work for him. So I quit my job, finished high school, and went straight into working at Lexus full time. And then I saw all my friends were out and about having fun, traveling, going to Europe, and all their gap years, and I thought. I had a big fear of missing out so I I quit my job at that point and I was like I need to do the things that I enjoy and the things that I love so I started exercising and I started looking after my body and my diet and what I was eating and as all of that happened I picked up work as a videographer and a video editor for like a YouTube channel and I was doing after movies for like some nightclubs around Melbourne and the crew that I worked with used to make fun of my jawline making jokes like oh you could cut cheese with that jawline and 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 whatnot and one day I posted a behind the scenes shot of me with camera in a club um and one of the crew commented hashtag model as a joke on my Instagram post but a photographer went through that hashtag and saw the photo of me and reached out and was like I think you should genuinely consider doing some shooting and I was like get out of here I was like there's no way but I I judge myself by what I don't to do not by what i have done so i took the opportunity uh and gave it a shot um and i enjoyed it. it it was a big learning curve i will be honest like getting into the the posing and learning how to do all that kind of stuff because i still again i don't really take myself seriously so um and then one thing led to another and through instagram i was scouted a few times i got a couple of small signings not exclusive and i met michelle and she has absolutely told me most of the things I know about the industry and helped me become really comfortable around a camera um Mm -hmm. and we've been inseparable ever since she's an absolute legend so it all kind of took off from there it was never something I expected to do but we're I think like three and a bit years later and uh still shooting and now we're doing the book covers so and I absolutely love it
0: that's fantastic I love that story like I love hmm. it too it's so random (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so random but it's just like yeah you know that that whole taking the chance and and whatnot mm-hmm. and yes I do apologize I got a little bit off track there because I went straight down the punky route like I got a bit too excited <laughs> 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 okay, we digress a bit I mean we fine. digress I was meant to do a bit of an introduction but I went down that <laughs> way um,
1: that's fine
2: yeah. But um, like Michelle's I think Michelle's photos are just Oh, they're stunning. They're so, yeah. There's they're something else. But they're yeah. completely different. I Like, I don't know, they just have, it's almost like you can feel the emotion in the photo. Like, I don't know. It's almost like they've come to life. Mich-
1: Michelle photo. is very, very good at what she does. Yeah. Um, her tricks with lighting and the way that she sets everything up, not only makes a subject, or, oh, okay. When they look at the photos and themselves uh, straight out of the camera, but Michelle makes her models very comfortable. She understands what she wants and she is really good at helping the models emote correctly because it's one thing to just take photos of them looking nice and tensing all their muscles, but to actually bring out some emotion in the model particularly Mm. makes a huge difference to any work. And in in particular, Michelle does that flawlessly. And that's why all the models that she shoots, um, the emotion is just incredible. And I think that's why she does so well with her books is because Mm. she helps bring these characters to life as opposed to just being a pretty face
2: yeah
0: absolutely the the emotion like you see the behind the scenes um shoots that she puts up the videos and whatnot on yeah. um, TikTok talking everything like that and it's just amazing because like there's so much fun going on and then all of a sudden it's a completely different atmosphere and yeah. then what you get as the result it's just yeah. absolutely crazy which mm. I'm sure you you know but like Monica only just released it yesterday her and um michelle will be writing a book together and i just can't even imagine what it will be like <laughs> yeah
1: yeah,
2: yeah. Ready for a ride there.
1: <laughs> yeah, i've been talking to michelle and hassling her about writing a book for ages and oh, uh, whether it's about like michelle's life and she brings aspects of her chaotic life into this book and like monica combined like it, it's going to be incredible yeah
0: well, that um, scene that you were discussing, that you were reading from um, Monica's books, that yeah. was literally the very first, uh, that was the opening to her books. Yeah. And they're just, And she was saying, you know, that I like to punch people in the face is how she explained it. But yeah. she said she had read, at the time, we didn't realise it was from Michelle, but she said she had read the um, prologue to the book that um, her co-author was going ha- had written and she said it obliterated her so I can <laughs> imagine what it'll end up being <laughs> yeah
1: no I'm very excited it'll be it'll be awesome
0: absolutely so you I mean we, we checked out your your uh, bio so we've got model actor influencer I think you've been in a few short films and then you've got you've done video editing and, and filming as well which is just amazing what <laughs> else are we missing out have you got any other titles under your belt there
1: um oh, look yeah so when I say I judge myself by what I don't do not by what I have done at me like that for me is a internal hunger to do and try everything that there is so Whatever there is to try, you know, all to, all to, all kinds of experiences, work titles, um, I'm all for it. But um, yeah, when I first started shooting, I was interested in acting, um, and I'd always done video editing when I was younger. Like I was making homemade videos in my backyard of just doing flips on the trampoline, or my mates and I used to go to shopping centers and deliberately fall over and film people's reactions and do pranks. Like we 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 were just mucked around all the time. Um. But yeah, at the moment, look, I've just started an events company with my mate. I know it's very difficult during coronavirus, um, but as soon as things open up, we plan to run events inside um, the Melbourne CBD, at the nightclubs. And I work for my family's company where we design and install irrigation systems around Melbourne. So,
0: Well, you've certainly got a vast (laughs) surrounding. You definitely don't miss out on any of the opportunities. So your events company, is that Trojan?
1: Yes. Yeah. Trojan Events. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So, yeah, you're going to be doing different events at like all over Melbourne uh, in the CBD there? Or-
1: yeah. So, my mates and I, we we love going out and it's been nasty not having anything to do lately. And particularly Nick and I, my best mate, we listen to a genre called sci-trans. Um Now, you find that out in the bush doofs or at the proper, you know, week long festivals all over the world and it lacks. Uh, any, anything inside Melbourne CBD so you can find techno you can find your r and and all that kind of stuff anywhere in Melbourne on almost any given night so Nick and I were upset that when we went out we couldn't find this particular genre trance. yet when you're out at the festivals it's huge so we had the idea to bring it inside Melbourne CBD and run one night events focusing particularly on trance, which is a little bit of a niche but it's what we love. So we were really looking forward to getting that to run. I think we were meant to have our first event two weeks ago, unfortunately, but again, with COVID, there's not a lot we can do, but it won't stop us. Um, so when we open back up, yeah, we'll be running like one-night events um, focused mainly on trance. We wanted to bring Psy into the Melbourne CBD, hence, you know, where the Trojan Warriors bring bringing the Psytrance army into, yeah. into Melbourne.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> like there's a hidden hidden myth. yes hidden myth I love yeah. it. <laughs> what was the first
0: book cover that you were featured on do you remember
1: I think I actually have it with me it was um AL Jackson hold on to hope and I do I, I don't have many of the the books that I've been on but love it. I, have, I have this one yeah so I feel I like remember, you need
0: to collect all of them like I'm they trying. are memories
1: yeah I'm, I'm working on it um I'd love to have a collection of all of the books that would be awesome and my parents hassle me constantly they're like you need to get onto it and I'm I'm getting there um but yeah I remember when Michelle first started selling book covers she was putting you know Tad Hurst and a, and a few of the the models that I looked up to a while ago and I was like oh you know one day maybe I can do a book cover that would be awesome <laughs> and I just felt that I don't know if I was inexperienced or I just didn't have the look I just didn't put myself in the same category as these book cover models that were selling and then i remember one day michelle michelle and i went to the beach just to do a test shoot like we were just chatting mucking around at the beach and we were shooting and then michelle messaged me and she's like i've got an author going through your gallery and i couldn't believe it and then to have that image sell and go onto an al jackson cover I, I could not I couldn't believe it. I'll never forget it. Yeah, it was one of the most exciting moments. Uh, out of all the all the modeling that I'd done to, to see it like on a book cover and have you know a, a full bubble behind it is different a, is a whole I know, it's
0: fantastic. Yeah. So how many in total are you on?
1: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's the tough questions now.
1: <laughs> it would be probably north of 35, I reckon.
0: Wow, that's
1: yeah. awesome. Yeah, somewhere somewhere around there. So I try and keep track. I've got a, a list of the, the authors that I've worked with on my phone. Um, but it's it's very different. It's something I've definitely learned with Monica as well is we've had an incredible relationship from the moment that I shot the punky covers. And I know that my, my modelling is a lot more involved with the character. And I really enjoy that because it was difficult to find a passion with modelling as opposed to just being a mannequin with feelings. Whereas when I started doing the book covers, being able to bring these authors' characters to life gave me a lot more of a reason to do what I do if that makes sense I didn't feel like I was making as much as a di- of a difference when I was doing catalogs and some of the runway work as I was when I can help you know these authors bring their characters to life so my relationship yeah. with Monica' has been fantastic because um, we're looking forward to like going to our signings and all that kind of stuff but with some of the authors that i've worked with with um they deal with michelle or sometimes i think it's their publicist or Mm -hmm. someone else that will will go and fetch the cover and sometimes i don't even hear from these authors so yeah it can be difficult to keep track of what what books that i'm on Um, but and i'm very appreciative of the authors that that'll message me or tag me in the shots and stuff because i like to see you know where everything's going so
2: yeah
0: i think absolutely I feel like I want to be a part of the process. I'm like, <laughs> I am this
2: character. I, I need to am the character of the book. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's a good point, mate, because a lot of the um, we've because you do see the same similar. Sometimes you see the same photos on some books, but then, you know, they've just superimposed tattoos or whatever. So I thought it was really cool that like you did have to get your face painted. And yeah, like,
1: yeah, I think
2: just that makes a difference.
1: Yeah, we Michelle and I spent. I think it took three and a half hours to get the the punky look going, and to have an entire base of white put on your face, and then to mm-hmm. draw the black lines. You have you make one mistake, and I don't know how yes. Michelle was going to clean that up. So we were just bickering and arguing for hours, going back and forth, trying to figure out where to put lines or counting how many teeth we had. It was yeah. it was a mission. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it because once I got I stepped into the studio. And I saw, we did a couple test shots and I had the idea and the character of Punky in my head and I could see the look come to life. It changed everything about what I was doing. And it really helped me shoot quite specific to Punky. And I really enjoyed that aspect as opposed to just, you know, walking and shooting a bunch of different looks and and seeing where we go from there, so.
2: Yeah. Do you have a favorite cover that you've done?
1: Oh, good question. (laughs) I think... My first cover was probably had the biggest impact on me when I, when I first realised that I was able to shoot book covers at all. I was considered good enough to shoot a cover. I think, yeah, that was definitely a big one, but I've never been more involved in a cover as I have with the Punky series. So I think, yeah, what's come from the Punky series and you know people through my Instagram or through Monica's um, fan base as well not only they, you know, incredible readers and they're very, very um, interested in what's happening with myself. And I even did a poll to name a catfish that I bought put in at my dad's shop in our, in our huge pond that we have. And out of everyone that's ever been on my Instagram over the last few years, the Punky readers were relentless and they <laughs> voted Punky in as the name of the fish. So we've got the Punky catfish that our staff feed every single day, um, you know, living his life. So I think the Punky series has had the biggest impact on I guess my life and I've been immortalized as either Locky or Punky so yeah, and I love <laughs> yeah, it. Look, it's
0: awesome. us readers can get a little obsessed. <laughs> <all the time>. <laughs> <laughs> and so you were saying like sometimes you kind of like do what you did with that first cover so you get the photos taken and then it later gets sold so how often would you say like that is that the majority of the situations when you go on a book cover?
1: It is, yeah. So the more variety that we shoot, um, the easier it is to help the authors find sort of what they're after. And it it can be, you know, many different things. It can be a shot that sort of encapsulates the character a little bit more, or it can just be the most aesthetically, you know, appealing shot to the reader. Um, So generally we shoot, you know, different locations or studio-based stuff. And I find that the studio shoots generally are more popular with the authors because you've got the nice black background. The subject stands out a fair bit more. Um, they seem to be the most popular. So it's not too often, you know, we call them a custom where we shoot specifically to the author's needs and wants. And they're always the most exciting because you do all sorts of different stuff, whether you're on a motorbike or you've got a face full of a skull makeup or anything like that, um, or blood <laughs> dripping down your forehead. Like there's all sorts of different stuff that comes from a custom and it helps the model a lot more with shooting for the cover because it it, um, personalizes it a whole lot more as as opposed to just your usual poses that you will do so
0: describe what your perfect day would be
1: my perfect day Mm. i've had it once before uh and it was when i first started shooting i quit my job now at the same time uh my girlfriend of two and a half years my high school sweetheart had split up with me out of nowhere she was like i want to you know, live my life and be young. And she jumped a plane and flew to Europe. Um, oh, so that I all think, happened wow, at the same
0: That's time. <laughs> Yeah, she so that... <laughs> that's,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, that's, that's what it was. And I didn't really understand it at the time. But, you know, at, at 19, I guess it was fair enough. You know, I had a lot of growing and learning to do that I didn't realize at the time. I guess you have your blinkers on when you've got your girlfriend and you got your job. And that was all new to me at that age. So, but yeah, that all happened. I quit my job. I started training. I had done my first shoot with Michelle. And then I jumped on a plane and I flew to Bali with a couple of my mates. And we went to this place called uh, Mississippi, which is like a day club that has a pool, big set of DJ decks, a bar there as well. And it was just the ultimate vibes. And to wake up, you know, carefree with nothing to do, I had my two best mates there and we you know, had a drink and we had, um, you know, a dance by this in this beach club. In like you know thirty-two degree heat, maximum humidity. It was just one of the best days I'd had in a in a really long time at that point. Um, and honestly, I just I want that again. So I just want to go out. I want to I want to travel.
0: There's certain experiences that stick with you forever, and then yeah. you know, especially given what's going on at the moment, you know, it just really hits home like how easily mm. those things can be taken away from something completely unexpected. Oh. Yeah.
1: definitely appreciated those moments a whole lot more now that I've spent a fair bit more time in my bedroom or just at home um so
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I miss it <laughs> I, know, sure. I always um <laughs> I love like how Facebook will send you the memories like this time yeah seven years ago so at the moment yeah. just as an FYI this time what was it nine years ago yeah. Amanda and I were actually um drinking frozen daiquiris at oh. this um little beach bar in San Ferdinand Beach San Ferdinand oh. Beach in Florida called Beach Bums no
0: and, way uh, yeah,
2: we but were he is like oh. she likes to send me these
0: memories yeah. every <laughs> single day <laughs> because we went on like a six-week trip in America so every day she's sending me these memories like this is where we were I'm like seriously
2: you need to stop this is gutting me
1: oh what's Florida like
2: Ugh. amazing it's a, it's hot. it's humid but it's very humid yeah because we went in the middle of summer too at one point and it's just I mean literally it's it's you not, it's not it as good. hot as Vegas but Vegas is a very dry heat so it's like you can
0: I can um, picture mm. a lot. A lot
1: more yeah. heat there yeah well we've got an exemption approved i don't know how much i can i can talk about but that i believe that will be the next destination sometime in the next couple of months
0: vegas or so, just like florida general. florida oh nice yes yeah. beautiful mm-hmm. i mean we're so all for exclusives here so we're happy to be
2: <laughs> <broken>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah i'm not too i'm not sure how much i can I can talk about yet but uh we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks so
0: that's awesome yeah no you'll love it over there have you been to the US before or no
1: never yeah I've yeah. been hanging to get out there too
0: I think the biggest thing that you find when you go there is you're thinking it's going to be very much like here because we're both developed countries but there mm. are so many like small differences and one of them that just always sticks with me is because I'm a huge salt and vinegar chips fan
1: yeah
0: <laughs> I don't know why this is uh, the, I'm one the same of the things- I feel that yeah but over there, they're salt and vinegar chips. Firstly, they're not even that popular. And secondly, they're in a green packet. What? No. Oh, that's, that's chicken flavour. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, what is going on with <laughs> really, you? searching in a
1: green packet. Yeah. I know, this is the
0: thing. This is the thing I like. This has really stuck with me all these years. Don't even know. Wow. But, like little things like that, the whole way, you're just like, okay like I really thought things were going to be very very right. similar but there's actually quite
2: a difference in culture yeah, yeah. but different everywhere too like yeah literally yeah. you just travel from even within a state like you just travel between towns and they're so different it's like you're going you're entering into different countries within a state like they're just so different that but sounds yeah. incredible
1: yeah. but what I've you need to do hanging to get out there
2: so if you weren't modeling, what would you be doing?
1: I want to be a firefighter. Yeah.
2: I'm sorry.
0: I need to go here, but like, that'd be super hot. Like, modeling. <laughs> sorry.
1: so um, yeah, dad always had the, the dream of being a firefighter and he nearly was at one point as well um, until he's gone into business with my uncle, maybe like 18, 19 years ago. Um, but yeah, I've always had the desire. I was... I went through army cadets when I was a kid and I was interested in joining um the army with my brother when we were younger I went through a phase where and I still think about it where I was looking at doing the police force any of the services have always um really appealed to me but the yeah firefighting has stuck out for quite a while um and I think at the moment that's the one that's sitting in the front of my mind the most um yeah even with all my modeling and stuff and now working with my my dad and having Trojan events I've got all three of my hands full at this point. I mean, it's crazy, but I still have the idea that you know, maybe one day I'll probably jump in, in the fire brigade. And it's more so in relation to what I touched on a little bit earlier, where as much as I really, really enjoy modeling and I've met some, you know, incredible people and some very interesting people, and I've had some crazy experiences, some good ones, and I've I've learned a lot over the last couple of years. I did struggle for a while to find not necessarily a passion, but a sense of you know waking up every morning and feeling like I was making a positive difference because I know that there are people out there through Instagram particularly, and that's a big problem where they're, they're idols these days and the people they look up to are those that you know influence on Instagram and are posting all these photos of them looking amazing, whether it's genetic or they've paid to be altered the way they look or they just throw their photo into FaceTune. and I know that I know the effect that that can have on people and even myself. I've done work where the photographer and the editor has gone through a whole process and the photo that comes out at the other end, it's still me, but I can see where things are different. And as much as I try to remind myself of that, every now and then I wake up in the morning and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, shit, I need to i need to step it up here. And I put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes even looking at my own photos. And I know that that's an unhealthy habit. And I know that through me being a part of this influencer lifestyle and the modelling that I don't necessarily help unless I'm vocal about these problems. So I did struggle for a while to find a passion and, and a sense that I was making a difference until I, you know, jumped onto these book covers and I can help, you know, the authors bring these characters to life. So something like these services, in particular, the Fibregate, is what has um, been reaching out at me for quite a while. So. I think I might jump into it. We'll see.
0: I feel like you can. I mean, you've got an expanding portfolio. So just, I don't, I feel like it's fine. You can add that on there. Like, yeah.
1: <laughs> just another one. <laughs>
0: yeah. But Yeah. You're hundred percent correct. Like it is, I think an incredibly difficult industry to be a part of because there is so much pressure. And the thing is that people are feeling the pressure from both sides, because as you say, you're feeling that pressure, within yourself and you're feeling you know down on yourself sometimes and then people on the other side of things are going wow look at how perfect these people are why don't i yeah. look like that so it's just like a circular thing isn't it yeah but yeah i think it's amazing that you want to you know get into an industry where you can help other people that's that's really great
2: mm.
1: Mm.
0: so other than the u.s what is your plan once lockdown is over what's your plan
1: Oh, yeah <laughs> oh,
0: no, not plan plans <laughs>
1: plan yeah plans literally um oh man i mean even just to go for a drink on chapel street is at the top of my list at the moment as well um i want to go to a party i want to run one of our events i mean i've been itching um particularly with with trojan events we've put a whole lot of work into not only our lineup um but the production as well with our visuals and our, all the lighting and everything and being involved in bringing all of that to life has maybe missed. I think even today I was putting up stories from my memories of Esoteric Festival, which you'll see on my Instagram today, um, of just being out and about in a way. My mates and I go camping heaps. So as you can tell, all I want, I just want to get out. I want mm. to do things. 100 percent. yeah i miss it so much I think that,
0: connection, that, that connection is like really hard to miss out on like with other people yeah. being out and being around other people if you don't realize how much of an effect it has on your life and your mood
1: until yeah. you can't do it i remember when um chapel street opened back up was when did we come out of lockdown for a little bit it was um
2: i don't know melbourne's been in and out yeah look we don't really
1: know we've had we've had over 200 days now of lockdown but there was a period where chapel street and the nightclubs and stuff were open i think that was actually around it was around december last year into yeah i think i remember seeing that yeah and if you didn't make a booking for like for a nightclub or anything like that there was no way you were getting in and the line for revs which is our iconic nightclub here in -hmm. Melbourne was about an hour and a half to two hours long to get in. So it was great, absolute chaos. You couldn't, no, it was something else. But that's what happens when we have all our clubs and everything taken away from us. We we start to appreciate what we had a little bit more. So COVID's definitely been a bit of a reality check for everyone. for sure, but now it's just a scramble. I, I know that once everything opens, it's going to be a huge scramble getting out to the nightclubs.
0: Oh. I mean, but, it's it's good for you in terms of your event business, though, because yeah, <laughs> mean, you're yeah. going to have a lot of demand there, which is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I, as much as it's been a nightmare trying to organize an event and the venues pushing everyone back, and for us, we're trying to organize our venue. We have twelve artists then two lighting and sound crews to try and rebook every time we've had to postpone. Yeah, I've had to nuts. try and organize all, all, all of them and then rebook. So it's a nightmare, but we're hoping that because it's been such a long time since um everyone's been out, not just to listen to techno, but you know, CyTrans, which we're focusing on in particular, hasn't, it's been, it's been uh, a year and I think eight months since uh, a proper bill for anything like that. It was March, 2020 when we had the yeah. last big bill for, so we're absolutely hanging for it so i'm hoping that'll that'll bring a crowd when we oh
0: definitely it. it's going to increase the demand which is yeah as much as it's been so tough like reorganizing everything hopefully it'll mm. be worth it when you finally do get it
1: 100 yeah we, we we won't stop nick and i we're itching to hear psytrance ourselves and have a doof ourselves so that's our fuel for bringing the event to life so all
0: right these are the tough ones so right. and um Monica asked us to ask you this question. Um, <laughs> right. <Here> we go. <laughs> uh, she said to ask you what your go-to pickup lines are.
1: Oh, how, how, what, how, is, there a, is
0: there a- There's no limit. We're just huh? going to dive right in. Just can, just go for it. And go these are explicit episodes. So if uh, you need
1: to- you, look, yeah. look, you remind me of my pinky toe. I'm going to take you home later and bang you on my coffee table. <laughs>
0: I I have not heard that one before that is amazing that was
1: one of the first yeah one of the first I heard um and it's stuck (laughs) with me ever since it like it it just has just this free rent in my head it's nuts
2: I love that
1: It's, it's one of my favorites yeah I did an Instagram story um quite a while ago putting up questions asking for pickup lines and I like did a there's a highlight on my Instagram of all the, the pickup lines that I've done. And it was, I had so much fun filming my stories. It was, it was awesome. But um yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a few, they're all pretty full on, but I love them. I love my pickup lines. So.
2: Well, give us another two then. Get all right.
1: Work. Well, are you a shark? Because I do have some swimmers for you to swallow. <laughs> oh. These are
0: amazing. Oh.
1: oh man. No, these are the worst. All right. I trying to think if I've got, anything else at the top of my head um oh, oh excuse me excuse me you uh you drop something your standards hi i'm lucky
2: and have you used these successfully look
1: oh successfully yeah we'll see yeah but i mean again judge yourself by what you don't do so of course i've tried them
0: oh my god I love it it. it. It's fantastic I I need to say thank you to Monica (laughs) (laughs) I love
2: that oh I'm totally going to use that on Chris when I leave here I mean that's her husband but you know she's just gonna
1: give it
0: a shot you know our husbands they're a little bit what would you say shy yeah (laughs) when it comes to that sort (laughs) of stuff (laughs) When it comes to this sort of stuff, like I feel like when we
2: blatantly say stuff like that, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, yeah. What?
1: Good. Use a couple <laughs> yeah. of those pickup lines.
2: Absolutely. Because they, they full think they've, you know, I don't know. They, they have their pickup lines to be like, really? Hmm. that work now? Probably not. These are like next level. <laughs> <laughs> they are. I, think I love the coffee paper one. I just love it.
1: That's my favourite one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay. Now, if you were a chair... What celebrity would you want to sit in you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never heard that before. Okay, um, Oh. Oh man. Um I know it's basic, but I think honestly Margot Robbie. Oh,
2: yeah, ever stunning. since
1: ever since The Wolf of Wall Street and her role yes. in The Wolf of Wall Street uh, is it's something I ask anyone they just oh, oh my god. But when I was little I had a crush on Chloe Grace Moretz, so if I was a couch, I would have um, Margot Robbie and then Chloe Grace. I think yeah. you
0: can be. I just love that you're like expanding. You're like, look, I'm not. It's not
2: sufficient for me to be a chair. I need to be a couch. <laughs> yeah. You can be a couch. That's okay. We did have an author tell us, um, which will be released this weekend, that she would be a massage chair in particular. Like- I was
1: thinking that before. Yeah, yeah, massage chair would be a good one.
2: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, or a coffee
1: table actually
2: yeah <laughs> okay well
0: absolutely the things those coffee tables have seen yeah, yeah um yeah also I do like Margot Robbie when she's um the crazy one what's the what's the crazy one that she plays oh, um Harley, Harley so it was
1: like in the suicide squad Harley
0: Quinn yes Harley
1: Quinn yeah yeah
0: oh I love that I'm like yes she's, she's fantastic she's
1: perfect in that she does a really good job with that character actually absolutely
0: okay what's your favorite food
1: Honestly, lasagna.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah. it's. I think it's my, ab, absolutely, that and bolognese. Anything Italian has always been my favourite. Nothing, you know, it's nothing too out there or anything like that, but I just can't go past a with lasagna.
0: Lasagna is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A good
1: homemade one as well. Every time I used to go over to my best mate's place when we were younger, um, Jane, she used to make homemade lasagna and it was oh. But then the problem is, though, everyone makes fun of me. I put tomato sauce on top of the lasagna. No, to she
0: does too. I, oh yes. I love that. I put sauce on everything. Yeah. I, I love think it's like really offended know. about. It. He's yeah. like, why do you need to add extra flavor to it? I'm like, mm-hmm. because it's like just so yeah. much better. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I did an Spaghetti. Instagram story.
0: I get interested. Asking
1: people or telling people that I put tomato sauce on my bolognese and my lasagna, and I yes. was berated for it. They was like, "What is wrong with you?" Like, all it has in it is tomato," but I was like, "But it's not the same as a, a like different a tomato type. sauce." Yeah.
2: Yeah, Amanda, I, like I'm ma- I am a I put tomato sauce on absolutely everything, but Amanda's got you, and I don't judge at all because I literally will have tomato sauce on. Like I'm obsessed. Pato sauce on lasagna Good. and spaghetti bolognese is the
1: Yum. best. Yeah, okay. I'm glad you guys are accepting of Yeah, friends.
2: we get okay. it. I love the murder's face though. As soon as you know, I'm like, that. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. Because she, she pops it as well. So.
1: There you um, go. Oh, man.
2: Well, while we're on the topic of Italian, how mm. do you feel about pineapple on a pizza?
1: That used to be my favourite pizza.
2: Yeah.
1: <sighs> like 100%. I used to get a, is it Domino's? Yeah, Domino's do the stuffed crust. Yeah, and my go-to was the pineapple, the pineapple pizza, with a stuffed crust, and that was just oh my favorite oh my for God. so long.
0: So good, good. So
2: good. I feel like a judge would put it like having Hawaiian, and people are like, "We're not getting Hawaiian; it's a waste."
1: Oh, some people the way their their attitude towards a Hawaiian pizza. We used to have a restaurant in Hyatt, with we like a little Italian um, restaurant. We had this amazing wood-fired pizza chef. Uh, and we had him for ages and we did a function upstairs one night where one of the, the kids just wanted a pineapple pizza and it wasn't on our menu, but I was like, No problem, that's fine. And our chef was like, Nope, nope, and he refused and he would not cook cook the um <laughs> oh, he would not cook that that function a pineapple pizza because mm. he used to put pineapple on pizza. So
0: that is yeah, crazy. Some- I find like there's certain things that people just get super passionate about. And I just don't understand it because like, for me, that's just always been a norm. Like, yeah, that's like, love it. And then other he, people are like, oh my God, no, how could you do it?
1: He was willing to give up his job before he put on the pizza and he did, he walked out. He said, you've got a choice, put, a, put, put the pineapple on the pizza or that's it. And he threw the open and he walked out. I'm not joking.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I think wow. that was
1: 20, yeah, 2015, I think. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. And he was a good pizza chef too. But he wouldn't put quite an apple on pizza. No,
0: nah, he's just not. He's sticking to his guns on there. It's like part yeah. of his values, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this kind of plays into it a bit into your perfect day question, but mm-hmm. what is your favorite thing to do?
1: Ooh. That's a good one. Um, uh, for a while, it was just party and socialize and just get out, honestly. Um, but I think it's travel. Yeah. I think one one hundred percent. I flew out to where where was one of the first places I flew to? I went to uh, Beijing. Wow. We went yeah. to Xi'an, Shanghai, and we did Hong Kong. That was my first like big overseas trip not including the cruise ship I'd, I'd gone on beforehand um and that was just an absolute eye-opener i think my my dad's mentality behind it was instead of going to china and staying at the nice hotels in the tourist areas he was like we need to get a proper taste of what different cultures are like and how different how people live so differently to us um, and that was just an absolute eye-opener it was i mean you, you two have traveled by the sounds of it so you can you can see how different people's cultures are Um, And I think I became addicted to that very quickly. So
2: Mm, I think my favourite
1: thing to do is honestly travel. That has the biggest impact on my life and how I I grow as a person, I guess. It gives you perspective.
2: Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think so. It's just even, it's cool to go to some of the like real touristy places, but if you can actually go to just the local areas and just see, like even just having like their foods and, you know, it's just, I don't know. It makes the whole experience even even more. Yeah,
1: fun. absolutely. We went to uh, Xi'an, which is like central China where they have the terracotta warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, how old was I? I would have been about f- maybe 15. And at the time, uh, Will and I had never been to these cheap shops where you can buy your cheap Ray-Bans and your snapback hats. And I bought like this nice blue t-shirt. I had a big snapback and the aviator Ray-Bans. And at the time... I had the the blonde, big blonde fringe and people kept coming up and taking photos with my brother and I and my dad is absolutely built. He looks like a security guard. And when we were in Xi'an, there's very little English and not a lot of tourists around. And we were at a night market and someone, there were a bunch of people taking photos and a girl screamed, Justin Bieber. (laughs) And we got mobbed. And there was a stampede at this market, coming after my dad, my brother, and I. And for hours and hours, we were chased while we tried to get back to the hotel. It was just
2: oh my unbelievable. god! I love that.
1: Yeah, so it yeah I had a different look to to what I have now with this hair. But I used I used to have hair down to my shoulders, and there was a period where I had it cut a lot shorter, and I had this massive blonde fringe. And I was it was it was literally at night, and I just bought these aviators. So I was walking around at this market with my dad who looked like a security guard with these big aviators and a snapback on it like eight oh o'clock at night. Yeah.
0: I but love that. Kept... And I feel like I want that to be on my bucket list. Like I really want to be swarmed by a mob that think I'm a celebrity. You would it own true. it though. You'd be
2: like, oh yes, I I would. <laughs> <laughs> totally own it. That's what I mean I want that on my bucket list. You sure. would be there signing autographs at all times yes, of you. are welcome. It,
1: it needs to be experienced once or twice. It was something <laughs> really? else. Yeah, it was a little, a little frightening, um, but oh, just crazy. I can't, I can't. Now that I think of it, it was just some, something else, honestly.
0: That is um, a lifetime experience you always take with you. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it was crazy.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate it.
1: It's a pleasure. And
0: we can't wait to see what else is to come for you, especially the firefighting. We'll keep an eye out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll uh, even, yeah. Um,
1: we we'll might up. even
2: come to an event. We'll see if we can, Please. if we can get to Melbourne.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, there's get. um there's a fair, there's a fair bit planned, and we've got a bit of a calendar for. Again, I don't know how much I can say, but the next three years, there's plans of stuff not here, but Europe all over the place. So um, we'll be up That's north awesome. as well on the on the east coast as well at some point. So um it'd be lovely to bump into you guys that's awesome look guys yeah it's it's a it's a pleasure um it's been nice being on here it's been great chatting to you too as well so thank you so much for having me
0: thank you